Hallelujah. And uh, so are you ready for the word this morning? Ask somebody, say, are you ready? Say the word. Oh, my word. <sighs> we are amazing. Hallelujah. I'm so excited that you are agreeing with me with the heat that tomorrow will be much hotter than today. Now, it's important to get every person that's outside ushering whatever to get them in the building because I'm going to share a word this morning. Uh, I had many we do in January. What we started with, put God first, the principle of first. First things first. And the first always determines what happens with the rest. Now there's a scripture in the book of John where Jesus said something so powerful in John chapter 8 verse 31. Now if you flow with me, I'm going to get you quickly out of the building and uh, you'll be out before the 6 o'clock service. And uh, well, people watched Titanic for three hours. The movie last night was two hours and... And we complain, you know, you sit in traffic for hours, you wait in line in a good restaurant in hours, and you spend time in the sun for hours, and when it comes to God, we're in trouble. You spend 35 hours a week on your cell phone. It's a proven fact. 35 hours a week. Can you imagine? You spend so many times at the robot, sleeping, eating, bathing, and we cannot get God just a fraction. God said, I'm a jealous God. I want you to build your life around me. If you build your life on your gift, your talent, your ministry, how good you can do this, you are a fool because that's only going to last for a while. You need to build your life around Jesus. And uh, now, uh, John chapter 831, and I'm going to help you this morning because I had numerous people ask me, they say, you share about, and last weekend the preachers did very well here, how do I keep God first? I battle with that. And I want to help you this morning. I shared some information on the leadership, and I tried uh, last yesterday to get away from that and I'm going to share with you and I'm just going to broaden it this morning to help people to be co completely set free. There's a lot of Christians but they're not free. They are prisoners in their minds. Now listen what Jesus said. Say Jesus. Say Jesus one more time. Now I want you to say Jesus as that guard pull, guy pulls right in front of you and you need to hit the brakes and you say, Jesus! You said another word. You said, Yo virlich. So I want you to say Jesus. Say Jesus! So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him. So they were already saved and they believed in him. It's not Jews. They already had, had. You see the word had there. They had believed in him. Now this is where a lot of people are missing the boat. They had believed in him. If you abide in my word, hold fast to my, hold fast to my teaching. Listen what he says. And live 
in accordance with them. You are truly. The fact that Jesus used the word truly there can be that there is disciples, but not truly disciples. He says, you are truly my capital, Jesus, disciples. Now, Jesus at the time said, and if they can just put up Romans chapter 8, 19, and they'll just go back in that, so Jesus was sharing. Now, he, he told us, uh, if we listen and if we do, that's the key. You can hear a lot. But it's not to say you're going to listen. So if you can put up Romans chapter 8, 19. Now remember, we were still reading in Romans 8. He says, for even the whole creation, that's earth, all nature, waits. How? Expectantly and long earnestly for God's sons to be made known. Now I'm going to show you. Everybody said, I'm a son of God. It's not true. Let Harry Potter look at you. Listen. Because if it was true, why is South Africa in a mess? Why are we so divided in the church? The thing that divided the church the most was vaccine. Vaccine. Listen. He says, long earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. In other words, the creation, the world is waiting for the true sons of God, daughters of God, to come to forefront. Now, if you just go to verse 14, it's in the same chapter. The same chapter that Jesus said, this is how you are my disciple. For all who are run by the name of Christian. Now, now can you see the word led there? Word gelei. For all who are led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Are what? Now, will you believe with me this morning? Not everybody is spirit led. They are flesh led. They are emotional led. They are money led. They are opportunity led. They are air conditioning led. They are soft seeds led. They are name led. They are led with schemes and everything. But they're not led by the Holy Spirit. Spirit, you must always remember, whenever you are led by the Spirit, it will always lead you in unity with the Word. I told you, a lady contacted me, and she said, the Word says, but God says different. Uh, God told me different. That's not God. If you have a lead, <laughs> if something led you, <laughs> leads you outside the Word, it's not God. It's a demonic spirit. Ooh. 
Galatians says, Who bewitched you, O church of Galatians? Wit jylle betover? Wit jylle so gebetover? Who bewitched you? There's a possibility. Sunday night I spoke on keep your tank full because have you discovered we leak? And you try to run your car on an empty tank, you will get stuck next to the road. Because God doesn't want you to run your life on an empty tank. He wants you to have a tank filled. Now, why do we have Sunday services? Because the preachers doesn't know what to do with themselves during the week. And that's the only thing they can do is Sunday. No! We hear Ephesians 4 to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, let me build in something to help you this morning. Because when Jesus said, if you do my word, you are my disciples. You are not a disciple until you listen and you do. Whoever watched Laurel and Hardy. Okay. Now let me get into the word. Matthew 6.33. Remember what Jesus said. He said you are truly my disciple. When you listen. And you do the word. Matthew 6.33. Listen what scripture says. But seek. I see some people say. Oh not Matthew 6 again. Yes it's again. Because that scripture has the answer. To your whole life's journey. Not to only exist. Not only to be in survival mode. Not only to be successful. But to live significant. And in the abundance of God. But seek. Aim at. And strive after. First of all. No, my hobby, my hair appointment, my nails appointment, my pedicure, my manicure. That Eastern people that works on your toes, they speak their language, then they laugh and say, Here, here, vrouw, die lelikste voete. Kijk hoe akelig like kartoonals. But you sit there. It's true. You say, what did toonals so good? No, nothing. Go for your manicures and pedicures and uh, eyeliners and all kinds of stuff and lifts. But what I'm saying, you cannot put that first. It says, first of all, strive after, aim and strive, his kingdom and his righteousness. Listen, his way of doing. I'm not preaching and we don't have services for our audience. We have services to raise up our army. You are in a war. And you will discover you are in a spiritual war involved. It says kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. And then. So I must find out how God is operating. Then I do it exactly as God said I must do it. If I do anything outside that order, I am not in divine order. If God is first, then everything in your life becomes in alignment. If God is not first, you are living in chaotic and toxic environments because the enemy comes to kill, steal, 
and to destroy. He says his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together, all the houses, the land, the cars, the money, the clothes, the food will be given to you. Now, this is the thing that I want to help you. What keeps you from putting God first in place, first in time, first in order, and first in position? What hinder you to do that? Because God doesn't want to be second. He needs to be first. The first portion of your money, I've just read it, determines what happens with the rest. If the floodgates going to open, if nations is going to call you happy and blessed, if the locusts is going to be rebuke of your land. What hinders you? Three things. Number one, ignorance. Because of a lack of knowledge, Hosea chapter 4, 6. And I want to ask you as I ask in the Afrikaans service, if you have a pen and paper, take notes. If you don't have a pen, borrow your neighbor's pen and don't give it back. Say, no, I'm going to first want to finish this. Uh, ignorance, number one. Because ignorance lets you operate in things that's not true. If you, the doctor give you a prescription and you don't stuck with it. And you say, oh my word, he gave me 30 tablets for my heart. I'm not going to drink 30 days in a row. I'll just drink all 30 right now. What is that? Say ignorance. You see, a lack of knowledge will rob you, will rob you from God's very best. Number two. Idolatry. You say, Gustav, are you crazy? I don't have idols. Everything and anything you put above God is an idol. You can love a person above God. You idolize that person. You can put a car and a house and money and work and business and uh, comfort and leisure and whatever you idolize that. Ask an alcoholic, what's his, what does he put above God? Wimtas. White horse. Brandy. Cover your fear. Take purple spirits, throw it through a bread, then it's white spirits. You're on the blow train. If you put anything Above God, it's an idol. That's why people cannot make God, put God first. It's an emotional thing, while it's a hard thing to say, I'm putting you first. If you want to be first in athletics, in any championship, you're going to do and put extra time in that the other people don't put in. If you want to be a giant in the Lord... You need to put God first and get the knowledge of the word. Because Hosea says, my people, it doesn't say heathen people, my people <laughs> perish. They cannot serve the priestly calling office. That's in the Bible. Because they don't have the knowledge of the word. 
The third thing that happens is insecurity. Listen. Insecurity is a sign you worry. And you want to be in control of everything. That's why you make stupid remarks. You say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Try to impress people. People say, who are you? Oh, I'm the janitor. That's now me. The donkey Jesus can ride on. I'm just toy or what they call me, Gustav or toy. I've got other people. I am prelude, apostle, chief apostle, doctor, uh, pastor, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. And I say, insecurity. If somebody preached better than me, and more, I, 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 I not operate in insecurity because I understand the moment when the person that's up here, it's the office that he's functioning in that puts him in a position, listen, that the anointing will destroy the yoke over people's lives. Now, these three things, ignorance, idolatry, and insecurity, Produce seven destructive weapons in our personal lives. And we all battle with that. And you can see that. That's why you need to go. They say, somebody contact me. Don't you have an AA club? AA is not the car thing. It's always absent. Now it's the alcohol anonymous those people are rehabilitated and then they go there and they, they, this is what they say. I am an alcoholic. You are not. You are set free. You were one. You see, now, now this is the, the thing that these three things produces. Weapons of self-destruction. You have done yourself more harm. Than what any voodoo curse of the witch doctor, a satanist priest, or a person said about you. You have done yourself more harm than what the devil can harm you. And I see people looked at me right now and say, I told you we should have stayed home. Walk there now, swimming wear. This is the wrong service we're in. No, I'm going to help you. Because you are a giant. You are a history maker. You're going to shake this planet. Heat or no heat. You can be glad you're not in Alaska or in Russia right now. Where the snow is so deep. Let me help you. And don't let the devil <laughs> upset you right now. The Bible teaches. The Bible teaches there's three enemies. That's fighting every day with you. Every day. The Bible says it's the world around you. And we've shared a word about that. Satan against you. Now those two, I don't want to speak right now about them because you have conquered and you can conquer them. But he's sharing about the most vicious thing, enemy that we need to overcome is the battle within you. The world is around you, tries to suck you in. 
Satan against you. You have the victory through Jesus. But the battle within, listen, produce. Because I walk in ignorance, I have somewhere I idle my time. Oh, we can go next week to service or whatever the case may be. Next week, I tell you, cannot come. I visit Wednesday with Opa. Discuss his 80th birthday. And Friday morning, he was murdered. And nobody expect that. On the 1st of October last year. Nobody expect that. So next week and later on and is a dangerous thing because Satan wants to rob you to fill up your tank. You have a long journey to go. And he will come with that insecurities we have. Now, this is the, 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 the powerful thing that I want to help you because these enemies, the three of them, that produces this, listen, wants to defeat your life Steal your joy. My word, Christians doesn't have joy. They look like. Hallelujah. Oh God, you're so good. No, get a pep in your step. In four years time, I'm 70. And I don't look like the walking dead. No. I thank God for the heat. It's amazing. Listen. That enemies wants to defeat your family. Defeat your business. Defeat your future plans. It wants to steal, I said, your joy, your purpose, and the meaning what you are here for on the face of the earth in life. He just wants you to exist and wait for the upper taker or the undertaker. And these enemies tries to come against you. They are a triple team to rob you. The world comes out with a new way. And then I buy in that way. And the new thing in the Christian, don't be so seer with God. No, you cannot have fun. I have fun. My life is not boring. I feel sorry for the people that needs to take a Bloody Mary on a Monday morning after last night's visit to get a Rechmaker key. To put me on track because I am bubbleless. The Holy Ghost give you a kick. Come on. You see, we have an idea of God. God wants you to move my word like a, a missile, missile through the world to let the destruct the kingdom of darkness. And let God's kingdom come. Now, life is about choices. The Bible calls the world, the flesh, 
and the devil. Now, if you don't know who is your enemies, you will always try to find fault with somebody else. Have you discovered, I have discovered I am my own problem. I can fly to America, guess what pitch up there? Me, with all my junk. Help me. So if, if this is how life, God's got away. And Paul tells us this in Romans chapter 7. He who wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else, he said, I have this battle right in me. Come on. Now this is the, it's also in Romans 8. What's the most powerful chapter in the Bible? Romans 8, for me. Because Paul tells us this. Now listen, people. If you cannot identify, then you are going through life defeated while God created you to be victorious, an overcomer, and a person of impact. Now, let's start with the biggest enemy. That flesh thing. That carnality that we, the battle within us. You have two natures. Have you discovered that? If you are a born again believer, you had an old nature that's supposed to be dead. And then you have a new nature in Christ. Remember that song. It's no longer I that loveth, but Christ that lives in and through me. Now Paul tells us in Romans chapter 7 uh, about that kind of nature that we are battling with. And uh, when Paul shared that, he said, oh rich man, I want to do good. And then I discover myself I do the bad. He said, I want to do what the Spirit wants me to do. But when I found out I'm doing what my mind is telling me and what the flesh is telling me. You can read that in Romans chapter 7. And this is a lot of things that we do. Now our mind, our old nature, just wants to do what is fun. I salute you who's in this building this morning. Because there are people outside battling with the old nature. The old nature wants fun. Wants to do what is only convenient for yourself. I'm not going to make my life uncomfortable. Who do they think they are? I want a convenient life. An easy life. You can only get that kind of life. When you discover to operate and be led by the Spirit and not emotions and the flesh and gifts and talents and potential and how good I can speak and whatever. No, no, no. I need to be led by God's Spirit because we know there is things, listen, that is good for you, healthy for us, but that you discover we don't do them. The doctor said, stop drinking Coke. 
Oh, doctor, I'll take the sugarless one. The doctor said, stop eating 20 donuts a day. Doctor, okay, I'll try 19. You see, what, 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 the, 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 the mind. That's why people can stand in a service convicted by the Spirit, but they never go over in action. Because what shows me that I've put God first? My actions. Somebody say, Sal jy nou opopreek asjeblief, ons kry warm ons wil huis toe gaan. Okay, I'm coming in for a land. Let me... And somebody said, you're one of those pilots, you take a long time to land, but I'm coming in. Paul says, in that Romans 17, 19 to 25, all my good intentions are not good enough. You can read it at the home. Now, what is it? Because... We have a natural resistance. Yeah, keep that scripture up. There's a natural resistance in us that only wants to do what is easy, what is convenient, I say it again, and what is quick. That's why we love McDonald's and Nando's, Burger King, and... Uh, hungry lion but we we want it quick and if they're not quick enough you get so irrita irritated if they say we the orders are running a bit behind just park your car they said that's not your policy you said you're quick after i paid i will receive that's our nature we want a quick fix microwave life Help me, quick. Quick results. Yeah, three minutes noodles. She's Chinese. Oh my word, and you know Adam and Eve was not Chinese. That's why they choose the apple and didn't eat the steak. Okay, some of you will get that later. Now this is what we need to identify. And I'm going to give you the seven destructive enemies. Life is about choices. You see what Paul says there? For I fail to practice the good deeds I desire to do. But the evil deeds that I do not desire to do are what I am ever doing. Quickly 20, please. Now if I do what I do not desire to do, it's no longer I doing it. It's not myself that acts, but the sin, the principle which dwells within me, Fixed and operating in my soul, in my mind. You need to conquer this thing. 20. So I find it to be a law, a rule of action of my being. That when I want to do what is right and good, evil is ever present with me. And I'm subject to its insistent demands. 22. For I endorse and delight in the law of God in my inmost self with my new nature. So we need to operate by the new nature. You cannot be a full-time, a part-time Christian 
and think you're going to conquer a full-time devil. That's the problem. People say, oh, I work full-time at my office, but when it comes to God, I do it part-time. After hours. No. You're supposed to be a full-time Christian. Full-time believer. Seven days a week. Excited about God. Because for I endorse verse 23. But I discern in my bodily members, in the sensitive appetites and wills of the flesh, a different law, rule of action, at war against the law of my mind, by reason, and making me a prisoner, making me a prisoner that was written to Christians. And Paul tells about himself, making me a prisoner of to the law of sin that dwells in my bodily organs, in the sensitive appetites and will of the flesh. 24. Oh, unhappy and pitiable and wretched man that I am, who will release and deliver me from the shackles of this body of death. 25. Oh, thank God he will, through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, our Lord. So then indeed I, of myself with the mind and the heart, serve the law of God. Listen how. But with the flesh, the law of sin. The King James translation says, he says, I serve God with my mind. Not only with my spirit, but my mind must be involved. Now, out of that, there's seven self-destructive things that's going to make you the most unhappy person in life. Why do we, and the problem is, I listen to me. I don't listen to God. I listen to me. And I don't listen to God. Because this flesh wants all the time. I want acknowledgement. I want them to know. Uh, I want this. I want that. I want it. I want, I want, I want. And that's what Paul was telling us. And there's thoughts sometimes in our mind. Not every thought you have is a correct thought. Not every thought comes up in your mind is a correct <laughs> thought. Come on, somebody. It doesn't mean the thoughts you carry are accurate. Now, I see a lot of people just switch off their TVs and the broadcast, wherever the broadcast happens, and they don't want to listen because this is the flesh. We don't want that. There are things you do and I do to myself that damage us. You hurt Yourself that can destruct you. While God wants you to be a champion, an overcomer, to do the works of Jesus and greater works, and to be known as his disciple. Number one, I quickly mention them. Number one, it's shame. If you walk around with shame and guilt about the past, about what happened, you were not born in the right family, 
Man, blow it. Who you Your parents were just the channels that God used to get you on the face of the earth. If you walk with shame, well, in prison, did that wrong, that. It's going to cripple you. Get out of that shame. Be set free this morning from that guilt. You go through three emotions that fight you. When you've lost a loved one, when you've made the wrong decisions and choices, and number one, you are in denial. We had somebody died in the church, and the wife didn't believe he was dead. She was here at the funeral. She believed he just went away on a mission. He's coming back. Denial. Then out of denial, you go in anger. Oh, Gustav, I never get angry. You get angry. And the thing they were most, or the, what we're angry about when things doesn't go as we want it to go, we're angry with God. We love God, but we hate this church. We love the bridegroom, but we hate the bride. Shame. God doesn't want you to walk in shame. Wants to pull your shoulders back, lift your head high, and say, I was a sinner, I'm saved by grace. I am a child of the living God because I'm led by the Spirit. I am an overcomer. I am a champion. I am what the world says I am. I can do what the world says I can do. I will achieve what the world says I will achieve. I can have what the world says I can have. Second destructive enemy is that uncontrolled thoughts. You can call them desires or lusts or uh, habits. Many people make decisions from the 1st of January. I'm going on a diet. I'm not going to smoke. I'm going to change my wine for alcohol-free wine. And uh, I'm going to jog. And I'm going to do exercise. And it lasts three days. Then your thoughts, your flesh said, nicotine. <laughs> because you walk in the house, you pick up a pen, you do this all the time. And your wife said, what's going on? You say, I don't know. It's just something in me. It's a habit. <laughs> and you suddenly start giving yourself over to everything possible. Your uncontrolled thoughts, you think, as I die in a club, can hear. Ooh, shall I I know you never had that as a born again believer. You drive from the church, and a, somebody drunk comes in, cut in front of you. And you say, oh, Habashike, you're the most sweetest little thing behind that car wheel. You're so phenomenal. And you say, I'm going to fill up his tank now with petrol at the station and pay for it. Now you say, <laughs> Now I'm not an angry person. I had a bad, bad temper years ago. And uh, one day, Kaylan Grayson was with me in the car. And we're there at Chinatown. 
Now the parking lot is packed. And I come down the road. There's no, there's an open space. A car pulls out, so I'm entitled. I'm with the Mercedes. Now you know they're not fast. The next moment, a young man comes here with that Hondas that they soup up. Vroom, pa, 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 pa. And I think I'm going to cut in that parking. And right, I'm, my flicker is on. Vroom, he zerts in. But something that was buried and dead came up here. I know you've never had that. And I went there on a thing with so much anger. Now they were much younger and they went home and they said, Opa has road rage. Because they've never seen me angry. Opa have road rage. You see that uncontrolled thoughts we have. God said, go to the service. There's a special message that you need this morning. And your uncontrolled thought says, oh, the beach is calling, that waves. Uh, I don't want to go further about the bikinis and stuff there. And you say, ooh, Jesus. And that thought starts running with you. And suddenly, instead of hear what God wants to do, God's desire, you follow your thoughts. It's an enemy. It's an enemy. It's an enemy that will lead you. Have you ever heard people say, I did something and I don't know why I did it? Then they go through their records. They never, the school records are perfect. University records are perfect. The parents gives a good report, but what happened that moment? Uncontrolled thoughts. It's very quiet. Can you preach with me? If there's somebody that can preach with me, I'll give you a hundred bucks. With monopoly money. Listen. The third enemy of self-destruction, insecurities. Because you, 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 you walk with this thing, and that's what we called that compulsions that we have, that force, that urge, that they say to murder somebody the first time is quite a hectic experience. Second time also, they speak to serial killers. But they said the third time is as if I drink my coffee. That urges. I need to be important. I need to show my neighbors. They bought a new car, but I'm going to buy the same model, but a bigger one, more expensive. We try, we buy things with money we don't have so that we can impress People that don't like us or care about us. See, it's very dangerous because it's a destructive enemy. It will put you bigger in the hole than ever before. The fourth enemy is fear. Fear is an enormous destroyer of happiness, of potential, of God's purpose for you. It will limit your life. You are afraid 
that God's going to ask something from you when you say yes. You're afraid at the rugby stadium when the rugby people play. You can scream and shout and even kick the person in front of you. But when it comes to God's business, I cannot speak. I was not really a speaker. I was not really. If you know me, I'm actually, the older I got, I'm different. But I was actually quiet and sighed. And uh, my mother always said, you cannot. You cannot. If I say, I'm going to do this, then she said, you cannot. She painted, and she's got phenomenal paintings. And then I said, I'm going to paint. She said, you cannot paint. All what you can do is carry a Bible and preach. So in quiet, I start developing a technique to paint with toothpicks, roses and lavender, and do table mountain on shells and all kinds of stuff. And uh, then I start painting bigger and with oil, and some of my paintings went now to America. And uh, I had somebody, you know, and stuff. One day I showed her what I did and she said, where did you buy this? I said, no mother, I did it. She said, you lie. You cannot do it. You can only preach and carry a Bible. I had to prove her wrong. Because suddenly people put you in a position that you develop qualities that you don't want. And fear is one of those things. You are afraid. As old as I am, I still get butterflies in my stomach when I need to preach. I think I've been preaching for 46 years. I'll get butterflies. Because I need the right word. I don't want to just come up here and bubble, 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 bubble. And it doesn't change a life somewhere. Amazing. The Dutch Reformed people that was in the morning service, a lot of them came and said, wow, what a service. This helped us. This is going to carry us through. Now we know what to work on. Charismatics walk out saying, oh, hello, goodbye. Oh, you're hot. You, you look a bit wet. You're sweaty. Okay. This is the thing, people. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Number five, musicians come. Hopelessness. Hopelessness. Hopelessness is one of the very interesting things. It keeps you back. Make you feel stuck in a rut. It robs you from strength to go on. You get discouraged when you have hopelessness operate in your life. Lost your business, your marriage, your finances, your house, your that, the next thing, and all that. It, it brings a hopelessness. You carry bigger things on the inside that manifest on the outside, and you are in a hopeless condition. Hopelessness is from the mind. Because remember what the flesh wants. Easy, quick comfortable but it cost you a price ask a bodybuilder it cost him a price he doesn't have a valve here and stop at the gas station and say okay three bar and his thin arm goes Shh. and he, they put the vacuum cleaner pipe here 
uh, on his chest of drawers and uh, they said suck it out and shh, and a six pack comes. It costs exercise, hours in the gym, a diet. It's daily routine. If you want to be a giant in the Lord, daily routine. That devotions in the morning. God first in my morning. First thoughts. First hour of the day. First day of the week. If you want to be somebody. Oh my word. Then you will not run after every Dick, Tom, Sue, Sally and Harry. The same person that was in the news media was with me in the gym the other day. And uh, last week, this week. And to have that terrible party in Pretoria that cost 1.3 million. Champagne, 10,000. He was there in the gym speaking to some Anglican people there. And he told them he doesn't pray for a person if he doesn't pay 20,000. And then somebody came to visit me yesterday from that same country. And he mentioned, hey, this is an innocent guy, does worship before a church and student. And he said, what they do is, he's from the same country. He said, they are cult. He said, they go to America, come here, then they speak in tongues. He said, that tongues is the language they speak there because none of us understand it. And then they say, thus say of the Lord. He said, that's why we Zimbabweans are laughing because some of that words he said is, the chicken picks up the mealy. There's an oil can or something. He said, and people go like this and they're excited and think, no. Sad. A lack of knowledge is in the world. Hopelessness will rob you. You get discouraged and you want to give up. Hopelessness is a self-destructive weapon that you use on you. I know I've been there. I'm not sharing stuff that I haven't. Thank you for the hands that goes up. Six one is bitterness. It's a cancer that will eat you away on the inside. You never hurt other people than you hurt yourself with bitterness, unforgiveness. And that's the thing that most people are battling with. We're bitter, angry. I had a person, he said, we're not really bitter, we're angry. Same thing. If you don't deal with bitterness, it will drive you. You'll become a fake. You'll be mean. You won't care about other people. You will operate in a lie. And it will be self-destructive. Now remember, Gustav didn't say it. It's a medical research. They say arthritis. Now please, if you have arthritis, don't say Gustav said this. I'm not saying the medical. They say most people or a certain group of people that have arthritis and stuff, it's because of bitterness. Now it's quiet. They mention certain sicknesses connected to bitterness. You see, deal with that. And the last one say, oh, thank you, Jesus, it's over. 
insecurity. Insecure people are amazing. They pretend. You get an insecure prophet or preacher. There was 10 people, but they say 20. They didn't count the noses, they count the ears. If you say God did that in our service, then they say, Whoo, you must know what God did through me. I didn't say, th- I said, This is what God did in the service. They will always push themselves to the front because of insecurity. And insecurity will rob you to be genuine, to be authentic. Now, what's the antidote to all this? That's where Romans 8 comes in from verse 1 to 4. These things are the things that you need and I need to guard against and to be set free in this building this morning. And it's not a once, it's a daily. You need to kind of exercise. They say if you can go and we start the fasting on this, it's going to be a few days, uh, the fasting period where you put your name on the list and fast and pray with us. Say the first three days is terrible. Now I didn't ask you for three. I said fast a day, fast two meals, fast whatever. Do the Daniel fast, but we need people to stand and pray with us. You need to get deal. That's why people don't, they say. Jesus said, how do you serve me with your lips, but your hearts are not in it? Because the whole thing about God is a heart issue, not a lip issue only. (laughs) We need to be set free from shame. I rebuke shame and guilt over lives. Came through divorce, you remarry, you walk with the guilt still. I'm not, I don't say do that. I said you walk with guilt, get out of that guilt. You had an accident and somebody died and 30 years ago and you still walk with that guilt. Get rid of it. It's a predator. It will devour you. Get rid of it. Let go of it. I come against that uncontrolled thoughts. Pull it down. Bring it in obedience to Christ because the uncontrolled thoughts becomes a stronghold in your mind. Somebody said you're ugly. I asked somebody, I say, don't I look skinny and beautiful? And this person said, God said I mustn't lie. You need to let go. This is not a Gustav Loftov thing. This is the Bible, people. Just put Romans up. I'm not going to read it. Romans up there. Romans chapter 8. Now we've read in Romans 8, you can preach on for days. There's no now no condemnation. Say no condemnation. Okay. You need to be free from compulsions that urges. Fear. Hopelessness. Bitterness and insecurity. If you suffer of one of these things, or maybe all seven, all of us needs to get and say, God. We're going to be giants in the Lord, but we're not going to allow this to keep me in bondage because I have a word 
there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh but after the dictates of the spirit I must take charge of my mind even if your flesh scream and say I say I'm going to obey the word of the Lord I'm going to do what God tells me hot rain snow in Russia years ago when the communist was there people gather they know they're going to lose their lives to be baptized they chop a hole in the ice to be baptized we if some people wants to be baptized they say is the water warm is it not cold how make you that warm I thank Jesus you can be glad I'm not going to baptize you somebody else because I will keep you there for a few seconds more look 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 see we have this easy going but if you say this morning Jesus I have destructive elements in my flesh we all have them and you need to help me this morning to overcome them I don't want to be led by the flesh and emotions I want to be called what the world is waiting the manifestation of the true sons of God I want to be a true disciple by listening and doing If that's you this morning will you stand with me right now in this place Father we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus those via the broadcast just touch the device you on and say Jesus I need to be set free this morning help me to break out to break forth to be set free in the mighty name of Jesus say Lord Jesus I've heard the word of the Lord this morning say help me I want to be set free from all these thoughts and all these things Lord because if I said I don't have them then I deal with me another one pride Lord I need to get rid of my pride but God I'm free this morning from shame Right now the Holy Spirit is setting people free from the past mishaps from the past things that wants to keep you guilty that what keep you in bondage you are set free 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 this morning free in Jesus name and I say thank you from every condition so that she can move into her position she's going to break out breakthrough breakthrough i command her to go right now and i say in jesus name you will be set free there it comes there it goes abo hela ayamasuko hallelujah every person in this building i command it to go i come against that shame i come against that con- that that destructive thoughts i come against my word that fear insecurities this morning in the compulsions and we say god thank you for setting us free thank you for setting us free free is that free 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 this morning free in jesus us okay free in jesus name to be set free set free set free so that you will no longer walk and live under this yoke that the enemy sits upon you 
you are coming in freedom in a breakthrough. I speak breakthrough right now over every person in this building. Somebody shout, say breakthrough. Say breakthrough over my life. Say I'm destined for breakthrough. Say no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer, no longer will I be a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Say, I am a son and a daughter of God. Right now, thank you for setting captives free in this place. In Jesus' name, somebody shout freedom. Say freedom. Say freedom. Say, I let go of bitterness. 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 Say, God, I forgive. Say, I forgive. Some of you need to forgive people that harmed you, that hurt you, that disappoint you. Say, I speak this morning and set them free so that God can be first because I have an assignment say I have an assignment in my life I will heal the sick cast out devils raise the dead speak in new tongues take up poisonous stuff and nothing will happen to me I'm called to be victorious and an overcomer somebody in this building will you shout it out say freedom say freedom say I am free in Jesus name Say, I am free. Hallelujah. And if you believe you're free, give the Lord a shout of victory. Give him a shout of victory. Give him a shout. Oh, come on, people. Give him a shout. Give him a shout. You come out of every prison, every situation, every condition, every thing that the enemy tries to load you up so that you can put God first and walk in the power of his resurrection say this is resurrection power just for a second just start worshiping and say thank you Jesus I speak life over you I speak the blessing over you I speak that you will be abundant in everything you do this day and this week because you gave this day to the Lord this is your first day of the week that you the first is going to determine what happens with the rest say wherever I go God will give it in my hands whatever my hands touch will be blessed say God makes me the head and not the tail come on say I'm going up and not down I'm going forward and not backwards because I am the blessed of the Lord do you believe it this morning give one more shout of victory 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 that's why we have the Monday nights sign up be part do something by uh, word so that you can live in that freedom and apply the word now so that you can be in that greatness what God has designed you I call freedom over you lovey freedom freedom victory say victory say victory is mine give me your hand God wants you to be happy beautiful he wants you to be happy father right now I thank you for her breakthrough Shubakende Lamondia I quickly need a few ladies to lay hands here on her. And I speak life over her right now. I speak life. Come ladies. Let's pray with her. The power of God's going to touch you right now, lovey. And there it is. And your breakthrough is coming. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We honor you for that. Encourage everybody to come. Next Sunday 
Easter last Sunday of January and you cannot be without that Sunday bring your whole family I promise you we'll have some more fans here uh, to help you they can blow on you not on me and uh, keep on praying I need a few radical people to go and lay hands on Sandpiper Crescent they don't want to budge from 15 million spoke to the auctioneers I spoke to the owner and they, the, auction, the auctioneer is on my side but let's pray where we can seat more than a thousand people uh, in the big auditorium and there's different offices and venues and we've been there before and uh, that God can help us let's do it pray for us Father God we just come and we thank you for the word that went out Father thank you that we know that this word is a life changing word Father but not only is it life changing it's an active word and as we are sitting here ready to go out or standing ready to go out Lord that we will not only be hearers but doers of this word this morning Father in the mighty name of Jesus Father each and every one that is here I pray that you protect them Father God I pray that you lead them and guide them Father Father, and, and then where they go out, Father, that they will know they are entering into their mission field. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Don't miss tonight, six o'clock with Prophet Zion.